You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 248. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. As I'm recording this, we are coming up on Thanksgiving week, and of course, Who knows when you're listening to this podcast, but fortunately for all of us, having a heart of gratitude is not seasonal, right? So I've chosen an older song for this week, but it's one that is woven into the fabric of my memory and my faith walk. And I hesitate to date this song and myself because there will be some of you who will say, ah, she's just a girl. And then there will be others who think, wow, she's much older than I thought. And then there will be a few of you who are in my generation and will think nothing of this. But I first heard this song, uh, Thank You, Lord, by Dennis Jernigan at the first Passion Conference in Austin, Texas. Now, Passion is a movement for college students which I was, barely, in 1997, I was a senior when I attended this conference. And I love the simplicity of this song and the framework that it's going to give us for this week's podcast. So before we jump into scripture, let's listen. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you're going to do. I am an information junkie. I love to read and learn and then read and learn some more. And this means that I am exposed to a lot of ideas and new ways of thinking, which is great. And I often bring all of that to you on the podcast bonus. But one disadvantage is that I'm not good at the lingering. And I think sometimes God just wants us to linger. What if we spent just a little more time in that chapter What if we asked a few more questions in that section and then actually listened to see what God would say to us? So I'd like to spend today's podcast lingering over some areas of scripture that we've covered over the past few weeks, but with a focus on having a heart of gratitude. And I mentioned that we're going to use the structure of our song to help us, and that is exactly what we're going to do. So our song sings of four categories of gratitude. Even if you're not familiar with the song, I just played it for you. It says, for all that you've done, for all that you're going to do, for all that you've promised, and for all that you are. So let's take the previous four episodes, uh, since they do a pretty good job of sitting in larger chunks of scripture without going all over the place. So in episode 244, we use the song, So Will I, and we, and we jumped into to Psalm 148, 148. In episode 245, we used the song Confidence, and we ended up in Daniel chapter 6. In episode 246, we used Head Above Water, and we ended up in Jonah chapter 2. And then in episode 247, just last week, we used Peace Be Still and ended up in Isaiah 26. 
Now, I'm not going to recap the podcasts, but I do want to go back to those areas of scripture and use again, use our structure and look for what God did, what he's going to do, any promises that are listed and any um, characteristics of the Lord that we can identify. Who is he? All that you are. Okay. So let's take Psalm 148, for example. So in the podcast, we talked about how the sun and the moon and the stars worship God by doing exactly what they were created to do. And it was episode 244. And I think it was a good one. I learned a lot that week and I loved sharing it. And it's, I've been pondering it and writing on it and doing some different things with it. So I'm still pondering all that God taught me that week. But this time, I wanted to approach it with a clean slate. So I shuffled through some old school supplies from my girls. I grabbed an orange, a green, a pink, and a blue narrow marker. And then I printed out Psalm 148, and I made the right margin wide so that I could take notes on the paper. This is very similar to what we did last week, if you listened to last week's episode. But instead of, um, instead I sat down with the markers and my list of things that I wanted to underline. And I'm a little type A, so I created a little legend at the top of my paper to remind me that orange was all that God has done, green was all that he's going to do, pink was all that he's promised, and blue was all that God is. Now, to be honest, my plan was a little flawed (laughs) because all that God is going to do is as good as a promise, right? But I went with it and... I, um, this is a Bible interaction tool exercise that is very similar to the color method that I talked about on episode 186 and 187. The difference is I'm using different categories or different definitions of what the different colors are going to represent. I'm still going to call this bite, this Bible interaction tool exercise, I'm going to still call it the colored method. And by the way, bite is just an acronym, again, for Bible interaction tool exercise. I don't want you to get too technical here. To be honest, this is just a little bit of a different way to make a list, which is one of my favorite bites, even though it's not in my top five. In fact, you can get a free one-page PDF resource of my top five bites by visiting michellekneesat.com. Shoot me your email and uh, right there in the top right-hand corner, and I'll get you that free resource. So I read Psalm 148 four times because every time I read it, I used a different color pen. I had a different color pen in hand looking for a different category. So let's see what I discovered. By the way, when you do this for yourself, you may underline different things that I did not, or you may not underline something that I did. No one is going to come in and grade this, okay? This is a process just to help you focus in on one particular category that you actually may overlook if you didn't read it in this manner. So let's start out by discussing all that God has done in Psalm 148. Now in verse 5, I underlined at his command, they were created. I underlined that in orange for what he has done. And then I used the bite of asking questions like, who are they? (laughs) They are created. Who are they? So And then I just couldn't help myself in the wide margin that I had given myself on the paper. I used the bite of making a list. So they include angels, heavenly hosts, sun, moon, shining stars, highest heavens, and waters above the skies. And I got all that right there in the Psalm, Psalm 148. I just, it was right there in the scripture. And then look what he's done. He commanded them to be created. But that's not all. 
He established them, which means he appointed them. He appointed them not only to come into being, but to perform particular tasks. And again, we talked about that in episode 244. And then he issued a decree, which is like a promise. And then later on in the psalm, we see that he raised up a horn for his people. It's like a victory call for the people that this psalm describes as being close to his heart. And if that just doesn't allude to his character too, I don't know what does. So those are the things that he had done. All right. He commanded, he established, he issued a decree, he raised up a horn for his people. So then I grabbed my green pen to find out what he's going to do. So I read the psalm all the way through again with my green pen in hand. And the thing is, is that he established, but he's going to continue to establish because it, it says he established them and remember who they are, right? And he established them forever and ever. So in other words, he didn't appoint them once and then forget about them. He continues to establish them. So I highlighted or underlined that in green. And that decree that we just mentioned, well, it's a decree that will never pass away. So in the same vein, he's going to keep his decree. And so that is something that he's going to do. And then what about when our song sings about all that you are, right? So we just talked about all that he's done and all that he's going to do. But what about all that you are? Well, this psalm says that he is exalted and he is splendorous. And I use the bite of defining words. So you can just take a word that you see in scripture or something that's alluded to in scripture. Um, so in this case, it comes from verse 13, splendorous, where it says his splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And so I looked up the word splendorous just in the dictionary, not even a word study, just a plain old dictionary lookup. And when I look it up, it says splendorous means brilliant or gorgeous, grand or magnificent. That's who he is. But not only that, his splendor far exceeds anything the earth and heavens offer. And you know full well that the earth is amazing and the heavens are amazing and beautiful and magnificent. And God's splendor far exceeds what we can even understand in our own limited um, nature. So what can I do with these newfound categories, right? So I've printed it out. I've got all my underlines. I've made some notes. I've come up with some conclusions. What am I going to do with this information about our God? Well, if nothing else, I can turn these truths into prayer and into praise. You know, in the morning on the way to school, I've mentioned this before, uh, my girls and I will often use the ACTS prayer, A-C-T-S. And A stands for adoration, C stands for confession, T stands for thanksgiving, and S stands for supplication. And the way I've helped define it for my girls is to say, especially between the difference between adoration and thanksgiving, is to say that adoration is praising God for who he is, and thanksgiving is praising God for what he's done. And, you know, sometimes I get stuck in this handful of characteristics that I'm used to, like I praise you, God, because you're loving, or I praise you, God, because you're patient, or you're kind, or you're good. And sometimes I'm not mindful of giving him credit for what he's doing in my own life, much less in scripture. I'm not acknowledging any of it. In fact, I might be in the word and not even really be identifying the characteristics of who God is. And I might not be making mental note of what he's done there, but I need to. I need to be more aware. In fact, I heard this called uh, God consciousness. I heard that, that phrase recently, and I like that. I feel like this exercise of 
going through the scripture and highlighting these areas has at least increased my God consciousness in the word. And I can only hope that it will train me to see him um, as I walk in my daily life. So let's go ahead and move on to Daniel chapter 6. And we discussed this in episode 245. So on this scripture printout that I printed out with the wide margin, I highlighted two things in pink. And that was my chosen color for promises. And the first was in verse 5. I underlined the law of God. Now remember, this is in the context of uh, Daniel uh, had some other officials. He was a high official. There were other high officials who were trying to trap him. And they knew he had such integrity that the only way that they could get to him was somehow manipulating him through the law. And so when I underlined the law of God, why would I underline that as a promise? Well, it made me think back to the Joshua chapter one, verses seven through nine. And this was when um, the people of God were finally entering the promised land after wandering in the desert for 40 years. And uh, God says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So you see, the laws of God are his instructions. And with obedience to them comes a promise. And so God promised his presence, prosperity, and success. And Daniel believed that from when he was a boy, first captured by the Babylonians, all the way to this point in his career and his life. And he wasn't about to stop. So in the chapter, I underlined, so I underlined the law of God as a promise, to be honest. Now in the chapter, I underlined another area, not in a color, just as a note to myself and to you. In fact, it led to the scripture memory verse that I used in my memory verse graphics this week. And in verse 10, it says, three times a day, Daniel got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. And if you're not familiar with the story, I encourage you to read it and maybe even listen to episode 245. But Daniel knew this act, this act of getting on his knees and praying to God, had a high probability of resulting in him being thrown into a den of lions. And he did it anyway. And it reminded me of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. It says, pray without ceasing, give thanks in every circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say give thanks for every circumstance. I'm, I'm not sure even Daniel could be thankful for his impending death at this point. But in every circumstance, we can be thankful. And he did not stop praying. The other promises that jumped out in Daniel chapter 6 are found in King Darius's declaration of praise in his decree once Daniel was rescued by God from the lions. And first, he acknowledged two characteristics of God. It says, he is the living God and he endures forever. And let me just throw in a quick bite here of considering the opposite. Uh, when I consider the opposite of enduring, uh, if our God was not a God who endured, he would be a God who hides or retreats, runs away or surrenders. <laughs> but oh no, he is a God who endures. 
So he's the living God and he endures forever. And then here comes the promise. His kingdom will not be destroyed and his dominion will never end. And this is echoed in the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7. It says, of the increase of his government, and of course, this is talking about Christ, and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And so we see this promise, even in uh, almost like a prophetic promise in this decree from the king. And then there was this other area where I underlined in several colors because what God has done and what he will do and what he promises and who he is are so tightly woven together that it is indeed difficult to quantify or to peel out one thing over another. Uh, Verse 27 says he rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders. Well, here we see in this chapter, he rescued Daniel. We know he will rescue again. And ultimately, he is our rescuer. And similarly, he saved, he will save, and he is our savior. And he performed signs and wonders, and he will continue to do that into the future. And all of this led to the bite of praying scripture. And so I just write it out for you just as an example, but you can write it out for yourself and then pray it. I thank you for being my living God. I thank you that you endure, that you don't run away or retreat. You don't make yourself difficult to find. You don't hide and you definitely don't surrender. I thank you for being my rescuer and my savior. And I had, I had more, but let's move on to Jonah chapter 2 and make a list. <laughs> we uh, landed in Jonah on episode 246. It is the prayer of Jonah after being in the belly of a great fish for three days that we find here in chapter 2. The majority of the underlines in this passage are in orange, which in my case means for all that you've done. But the grand finale in this chapter actually included all four colors. <laughs> and so when you read Jonah, don't forget... It's a real prayer from a real person. And so in the historical context of this prayer, we see Jonah acknowledging God about some specific things. He answered Jonah. God did. He listened to Jonah's cry. He hurled Jonah into the depths. He caused waves and breakers to crash over Jonah. He brought Jonah's life up from the pit, and he commanded the fish to vomit Jonah out. (laughs) And as you ponder it in this way, you see, again, that this is an acknowledging prayer. And I was just talking to a friend of mine recently and mentioning that we need more of this in our lives. We need to be able to recount what God has done. And although we don't like that this prayer includes God hurling Jonah into the deep along with bringing his life up from the pit, the scripture doesn't seem to have a problem with this tension. And when you're reading through scripture using this technique, don't forget to think a little bit deeper. You know, the prayer doesn't define God's character by using specific words, but we do see his discipline in this prayer. We do see his rescue and his love and his salvation. And I'm so thankful for the grand finale declaration in this section. And it's found in verse nine. It says, salvation comes from the Lord. And for that, I am thankful. 
I'm running out of time as I swing over to Isaiah chapter 26. We just talked about that last week in episode 247. So for this chapter, I approached it in the same way. I read it through four times. I underlined in four colors for the things that God has done, what he's going to do, his promises and his character, who he is. But in my notes, I want to point out a few things I let out with God's character. Who is God? And Isaiah 26 teaches us that he is the rock eternal, the upright one, majestic, and the establisher of peace. And for all that he is, I am thankful. So what's next? Well, try these bites for yourself. Take four colors, print out scripture with wide margins for yourself. Of course, on this episode, we use Psalm 148, Daniel 6, Jonah 2, and Isaiah 26 to coincide with the last four podcast episodes. But you could do it in any scripture that you're studying. And then underline what God has done in one color, what he's going to do in another, what he has promised in another, and who he is in another. And then start making lists or jotting down observations. Turn your discoveries into prayers of thanksgiving, acknowledging all that God is, what he has done, and what he is going to do. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Instagram at michellekneezat or Facebook. Michelle L. Kneezat is my public page. Let's talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, theoverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's word through music. When you subscribe to their trial, you will receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Cheryl from Ontario, Canada, Brenda from Alberta, Canada, Marnie from Virginia, Michelle from South Africa, Tisha from British Columbia, Canada, John from Maine, Carissa from Michigan, and Holly from Virginia. Welcome. Now, as I mentioned earlier, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I used on the podcast. Uh, It's a great place to start. And then you'll also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources I create for my podcast from time to time. It's just all that. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. And have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for for the podcast yet? Um, This, of course, encourages me, but it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple podcast app. We're also on Joy 103.1 every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. And you can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your favorite podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using When I Think Upon Christmas by Hillsong Worship to jump into Scripture. I love using Christmas songs this time of year to inspire us to dive into Scripture. I hope you enjoy it, too. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 248. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. 
Until next time, take time to meditate on God's Word and consider His ways.